0: Hello, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the movies with William Fletcher, as is the usual. I am your host, William Fletcher. Why did I do it like that? At the time? That was really weird. Um, sorry. So yeah, welcome back to my podcast. This episode, uh, it's just me this week. So yeah, but don't worry. I've still got episodes planned with other people and. Yeah, so, yeah, the next two weeks I've got episodes planned with, uh, with guests, and then, on the 27th, the final episode of the year, will be a review of the year episode covering the films of 2021, and maybe some TV shows, and possibly a video game or two, depending. So this week, I'm covering, uh, the third time now, the third time I'm doing this, covering a TV show slash film slash or films. So the first one I did was what we do in the shadows. I did I did that back in April, I think it was. I, I, I think that was when it was. I I see that I watched the TV show first, and then I watched the film subsequently, and then I did that in the middle of the, about June, July for Firefly slash Serenity, I guess. And so this week is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So. Just sort of content. So this is just sort of. So I basically I what I have seen Buffy the TV series before. Uh, I've seen the first four seasons multiple times because I when I first started when I first watched the show, uh, my mom told me to stop watching because it was getting too scary, and I was about twelve or so. So that was that. And so I, I have finished Buffy, I've watched through all of it, and I'm currently, my, me and my family, we're doing a massive rewatch of the entire series, which will be fun, and yeah, so we're gonna watch through the entire Buffy franchise, well, franchise TV shit sh- series, wow, man, I'm not having a good day, alright, it's, it's been like a couple minutes that I'm already screwing up, um, Sorry. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the entire Buffy's, I was going to say series, but TV show. Well, it is is a series. It is a, a TV show series. So we're going to, we're watching through all of that. And of this, I'm just covering Buffy the show and Buffy the film. I'm not be covering Angel as I've not watched all of that. I <laughs> guess I'll just give my brief thoughts on that now. Uh, So about, um, I've just started season two and it's quite good. Not as good as Buffy, but I mean, I think season one of Angels is better than season one of Buffy. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my thoughts on Angels. So Buffy, for for those, I guess this, this is going to sort of be like a part history lesson, I guess, sort of explaining where Buffy comes from and yeah, the sort of, the idea for it. So it's, um, so essentially Buffy it's a TV show created by Joss Whedon who, you know, can't say anything about his work now apparently because he's a bad person. And to be fair, he is a bad person but like, you know, the show's still very good despite the fact that he's a bad person. So essentially, so I guess I'll talk about the film. I guess I'll sort of, ah, I'm just going to sort of go through sort of the history of it and then sort of do my thoughts on the film and the TV show and then I'll go, Breaking at the end, and I'll be that. So, basically, Joss Whedon, he's a fan of sort of inverting sort of typical tropes associated with certain genres. So, like, Firefly, as I covered in the, uh, my Firefly episode, slash Serenity, is that, um, he, basically it's a western, but in space. Essentially. And Dollhouse, which mm-hmm. I have yet, mm-hmm. yet to watch, but I assume it's probably quite good, is, is about. Um, well, basically, the sort of idea for that show was that the... So he was talking with... Um, the lead actress, well, who the actress who became the lead actress, Elijah Dushka, about sort of how actors sort of play all these different parts, and they do all this sort of thing, and he thought well, that's a good idea for a show, and, and basically that show's about people who, who sort of get their memories wiped, I think, and so they become a different thing, so like one day they'll be a firefighter, and then they sort of get their memory wiped, and then become a lawyer, or something like that. I think that's the general gist of it. If, I, if I'm wrong, let me know, but I think that's sort of the general idea. And Buffy is essential. Well, I mean, an angel is basically a detective show, but with demons and vampires. And... Buffy is... He basically had the idea, the blonde girl always gets killed or eaten in the horror film, but wouldn't it be cool if she was the main character? And that's what Buffy is, essentially. She's just... It's the typical blonde girl who is actually... The hero and saves the day. It's pretty much what it is. So, that's. I mean, that's like the basic premise. It's, it's a girl, she's a. So, I guess the. Well, the, I haven't really explained what the premise is. I just sort of explained the ideas. So the premise is essentially that Buffy is a girl. She's the, slayer, the one slayer in the entire world who is basically tasked with defeating the vampires and the demons and the zombies and the. Any other form of dangerous evil creatures. That's her job essentially, and she is different from other slaves in that she has like a group of friends around her that help that she works with, that help her defeat the demons. So I guess I'll start with the movie briefly, because I don't like it. I don't think I'm saying I'm anyone was saying the Buffy movie is pretty crap. Um. It's very much like there's sort of the elements of a good story and a good script there and a good, and a good idea, but it just it doesn't come together as like a whole because of just so many reasons. I'm not massively familiar with with the production history of the film, I'm I'm a lot more familiar with the show and sort of the making of the show and stuff they had to do, you know, during the show. So, but I assume based on how I'm aware of, based on my knowledge of how sort of places like Like, well, because it, so basically the show and the film are owned by, well, were owned by Fox. Uh, They're currently not owned by Fox, because Fox doesn't exist anymore, because it was bought by Disney. But, what I assume is they sort of interfered with the film, and kind of screwed it up, and made changes to the script, and did stuff, because it is written by Joss Whedon who is a very good writer. I think I've established this on this podcast before that I think like he is like I I I, I think he's a very good writer. He's a he's a decent director, but he's a, he's a, he's a very much a much better writer. writer 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 but he I mean like isn't the greatest person in the world so that but like the film is there's like elements and like sort of the DNA of what the show would become you could sort of see the ideas there and stuff sort of working together to be to try and make it this good film but it just sort of falls flat the film is very weirdly sexist in a way that the show just isn't. Like, I mean, there are characters in Buffy who are kind of a bit sexist, you know, like Xander, one of the main characters in it. But, like, it's never so overt. he just usually makes, like, some dirty jokes. But in the, but in the film, um, I guess spoilers, if you care, like, they make very inappropriate jokes. Like, oh, they basically make jokes. If, if anyone's seen Scrub, one of the characters in it, the Todd, Makes very inappropriate jokes whenever so- someone says anything that can be misconstrued as like a sexual innuendo. He does that, and that sort of happens multiple times in the film, and it's very uncomfortable to watch, uh, and to listen to as well, to be honest. <laughs> and there's a bit where a guy just like grabs Buffy's ass, and she just like flips him over. And to be fair, that does happen in the show as well, and that's probably and that's a very uncomfortable moment in that like specific episode uh, it's just super weird. None of the performances are really great, and it's trying to be, like, this really funny comedy, but it just doesn't work. Like, Buffy is, like, effortlessly funny. Like, they just, like, sort of the script and the way it's written just has effortlessly funny lines in it. Like, the characters just sort of have quips, you know, like, you know the the Xander always has a great quip in pretty much every episode. Buffy's got some good quips. Willow, I mean, I'm just naming characters from the show, but I mean, the sort of the comedy is generated from various different parts. Like Buffy just has you know Buffy and Xander have like the funny quips. Giles is just funny because he doesn't understand like American things and being like a fifty year old man. Willow's funny because she's just so awkward, just so darn awkward. <laughs> you know, and as and all the other you know there's like other characters like Anya, Uh, if you've seen the show, is funny because she just doesn't understand humans. Uh, That is a bit of a spoiler, but I get it, I did say spoilers, but the show- the film just doesn't work like that. I I think Christy Swanson is, is, to be fair, for what she's given, she's actually perfectly decent. But like, I don't really care for anyone else in the film. Like... Donald Sutherland, I assume, is probably a very good actor. I haven't seen him in much, but I'm sure he's a good actor. But his performance as Merrick is just horrific. Like, it's just terrible. But, like, from my um sort of knowledge of the behind the scenes, he didn't like the script and he was just sort of improvising and making stuff up as he went along, which made him very difficult to work with. And, yeah, I'm sure that must be difficult to work with when one of your primary actors doesn't understand what he's doing. The, like, I just don't... There's David Arquette. Also, I don't like the vampire makeup in it. Like, like they give him, like, pointy ears and stuff, and it's just like, that doesn't... That looks weird. Maybe it's because I'm so used to the show's version of vampires that I think anything else just looks weird to me. And actually, going back to that whole comment, there's a bit where Buffy stakes a vampire, and so usually when you stake a vampire in Buffy in the show, they turn to dust, but there's a but in this, you know, you stake vampire right? and so she stakes this vampire, and it's like in her heart, and she's like, and the guy's like in his heart, and he's like, arr, arr, arr. and he's just moaning, and he like falls down, and then he gets up, he goes, ee! it's just like it's on one hand it's funny because it's so ridiculous but on the other hand it's like it just is so stupid that it's like what is this and like there's not much I can really say about like the film because there's not really much to say about it in general it's just like a whatever film that I probably will never watch again and I just don't really like it that much so, I, actually, I'll put a rating on it now. So, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, the movie, uh, gets a 4 out of 10. It's not good. I probably will not watch it again. There is, I mean, I think a 4 might be a tad generous. But it's just not good. I mean, if you're interested, you should definitely watch it, because it's definitely got some interesting stuff in it, but it's, but only watch it if you've watched, like, if you've watched the show, don't, don't just watch it because, like, watch the show first, and then go watch it. But now we move on to Buffy, the show, aka one of my all-time favourites. It's such a good show. It like there's so much that I c- can say on the matter in regards to Buffy. Like it just okay, so I'm just sort of gonna give you sort of my opinions on certain characters. I'm sort of I'm gonna give you a ranking of each season, some of my favorite episodes. Because it's very hard to sort of cover a TV show because it's very much like, like, you know, it's very hard to sort of try and cover a TV show because it's, you know, there's only so much I can talk about. So, Buffy, the show. Uh, Okay, so just for comparison, so just to sort of give you an idea, uh, I've put Buffy as my second favorite show of all time. Only second to Breaking Bad, which I feel, I think I might have established on one of my, what I watched this month, episodes. Because I watched El Camino and I think I might have given my opinion on Breaking Bad then. But, Buffy, second favourite show of all time, in my personal, humble opinion. It's, it's fantastic. It's got some, like, it's got, it's got some of the greatest episodes of television Ever produced. Like I'm, and I'm not being like hyperbolic when I say it. I genuinely mean that some of the best episodes of television come from Buffy, because there's just so much great stuff in it, you know. And 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 I lo- and I love that the show are willing to sort of take risks and sort of do sort of crazy different things with it, like like, they do a musical episode at one point, they do an episode where, my personal favourite episode, Hush, where everyone's voices have been lost, you know, they, and they, they they do so many great episodes where they're able to, like, one episode will just be insanely funny, like, there's so many funny episodes, like, something blue or like band candy or something like that and then the show's able to hit you with like something really dark and depressing like the body or something really creepy and unsettling like helpless and and, you know so many episodes give great character studies and character pieces to so many characters like the zeppo is a great character study on xander you know you have you know, you've got, like, The Dark Age, which is, like, a, a decent episode, but it gives you a lot more look into Giles' past, and, you, you know, and I mean, the show really just works on so many levels for, like, it's an ensemble cast, too, like, there's so many great actors and actresses, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Alison Hannigan, Anthony Head, uh, Nicholas Brendan, James Masters, David Boreanaz, Emma Caulfield, Amber Benson. You know, you've got... Christine Sutherland, you know. There's, I think that's all the main major characters I can think of. Eliza Dushku in it as well. And then, you know, you've got a lot of great supporting players dotted throughout the series, you know, like Danny Strong as Jonathan, and Mark Metcalf as the master, you know. Juliet Landau as Drusilla, you know, all these great Julie Benz as Dala, you know, um, I forgot the actor's name, but the guy who plays the mayor is one of the best characters on the show, and the show is able to balance all those characters so bad, and there's very few bad characters, like, there's characters you dislike, but you're meant to dislike, because they're bad people, like, the main villain in season six, well, the main villain in season six you really don't like him. Like, he's a very, very bad person, but, like, that's the point. You know, most the characters you dislike, you're meant to dislike for, like, a reason. And I guess while I'm talking about villains, I guess I'll sort of give my opinion on the villains. Uh, the show is very good at handling multiple villains in a show, like, so each season has the big bad which is the main overarching villain of the show, of, of each season. So each season has, like, one unique villain who is the main one over the entire, um, Ooh. of the entire season, and then, you know, next season there's a new one. So, I mean, obviously, the the big bad from the previous season dies. Whereas an Angel, I haven't watched all of Angel, of course, but I think Angel that's sort of more, like, overarching, like, season-long, like, new villain sort of between seasons, I think. I don't know, I haven't watched through all of Angel yet, but that's just sort of my idea, I guess. And the, the Buffy's very easy and able to handle... Good villains like I don't really think there's a bad big bad except season four but in season four's defense they kind of had to just sort of make something up because the the person who was meant to be the main villain in that season left like halfway through for some reason so they had to make changes and I'm not entirely sure how that works but I feel like once you're sort of locked in a contract to be the main villain of a tv show you kind of can't just leave uh, but I I could be wrong. Maybe there was something that sort of allowed her to leave and I just said it was a shit. Well, I mean, spoilers. You know, you really shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen the show, unless you don't care. And so that's... Yeah, so that's just sort of my sort of thoughts on the villains, and and there are a few. Okay, I I will say, actually I did. There are a handful of like badly written characters, and I don't. And I mean everyone sort of admits and is aware that there's like poorly written characters in, like like I would say there are in pretty much. of TV shows, there are poorly written characters. And, like, I don't think that's, like, controversial to say, because I don't. Like, I personally don't think it's controversial to say there are, you know, bad characters and poorly written characters in lots of shows, because that's Obviously, true that happens. But it's not the most. Like, Buffy's able to. Like, Breaking Bad, I would argue, has, like, no bad characters in it, in my honest to God personal opinion. I I genuinely don't think there's a bad character in that show in terms of writing. Like, there's characters you dislike and you hate. But, like, you're meant to and that's kind of the point is you're meant to dislike those characters for like a proper reason. Whereas in Buffy there are occasionally characters that you're meant to like but you just don't because they're just not well written. But they are very few and far between. Like most of Buffy's characters are well written and are good. Occasionally, like, yeah, occasionally there's a bad character. Occasionally there's like a bad villain, because sometimes in certain episodes there's just sort of poorly written villains who you just don't like because they're poorly written. And you don't dislike them because they're villains or anything, you just dislike them because they're not very well written. But they are very few and far between. And yeah, and the show just, it's very well made, and sort of, it's, it's shot very nicely, it's got very good editing, you know, yeah, cinematography is very well done, the production is, like, there's some stuff that sort of takes place in the past, like flashbacks and stuff, and that's all very well done. And um, there's nothing really wrong in terms of sort of production-wise. I will say the first season very much um, feels like it was sort of shot on a shoestring budget, in sort of that sense of, like, they... Well, because, basically, season one was a mid-season replacement for another TV show that got cancelled. I don't remember the show, but it it probably wasn't that memorable, so Buffy took that spot up. So that's why the first season only has 12 episodes, and every other season has 22. So the season season 1 and 2 are the early season with the HD remaster, which is absolutely dreadful. If you can find Buffy and watch it in like the original versions, you should watch it, because the HD remaster is crap. So try to avoid it as best you can. Like, you can very much tell, okay, that's just a set, you know, it wasn't a real cemetery or whatever. But as it sort of moved, and to be fair, sometimes, well, actually not, actually, not in terms of cemeteries, I think they use mostly real cemeteries, but in terms of, like, sets, like, the sort of villains who have certain lairs in the early seasons, like, those, like, the main villain of season one has, like, an underground lair, and you can tell it kind of is, you can tell it's fake, probably because the budget was, and the CGI, a lot of the early CGI has not aged particularly well, um, like, but some of the effects have actually aged pretty nice, like, the vampire dusting effects, that actually still looks really good. Um, you know, some of the CGI in the later seasons looks quite a bit better, and, yeah, sort of, yeah, on a technical level, Buffy just works, and it's really, really good, and, uh, you should go watch it. Uh, and, oh, Seth Green is in it as well, I forgot to name him earlier, Seth Green, one of my favourite characters on the show in Oz, and, like, that's pretty much it, like, this is, like, doing these kinds of episodes, it is interesting, because I'm just talking to myself for a little while, this is not much to balance much of, so it's not as much conversation, but that sort of, you know, I still think it's interesting to just sort of talk and just sort of give my sort of unfiltered opinions. And, and no one can tell me I'm wrong. Because, yeah. So, I'm just trying to think if there's anything major I should really talk about. Before I give sort of my reign Kings for seasons and stuff. Yeah, there's just, there's just some... I, I will say there are some bad episodes. Scattered throughout every season. Except for one which coincidentally is my favorite season. <laughs> um yeah, so my f- my favorite season has no bad episodes in it. So I guess I'll sort of give my opinion. I'm going to Okay, so I'm basically just going to give my opinion. On sort of each season broadly, as well as the main villain of each season, and then I'll give you a full uh, ranking at the end, and then I'll put a score on it, and that'll be that. So, season one. Um, I don't think there's a bad season of Buffy, by the way. I don't think that at all. I don't think there is such thing as a bad season, nor a bad villain, except season four. But that's kind of at was out of their hands at that point. So. Season 1. Decent, good snot has some good episodes in it, but mostly skippable. Season 2 is when the show gets quite a bit better. Some of the best episodes of the series are my personal favourite episodes of the show. And it's very, very well made. Like, a lot of problems with season 1 are fixed in season 2. So I if like you watch if you start watching Buffy and you don't like season one, then try watching season two and if you don't like season two, then you probably won't like the show, but you're wrong because it's good. So yeah that's so season two definitely improves upon everything wrong. well not everything wrong, there's still some minor stuff that holds it back but, right. Most of the problems with Season 1 are fixed with Season 2. Still still, some bad episodes in Season 2. Though. Season 3, my personal favourite season, basically improves upon everything wrong with the prior two seasons, and I would argue there isn't a bad episode of... Like, I would genuinely argue Season 3 doesn't have a singular bad episode in it. In my honest, honest opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And that's just... Yeah, I just don't... I just think it's the best season. Yeah. Sorry, but... I just... I I stand by that. And season four... A lot of people don't like season four, and I don't really understand what... Well, actually... The villain in season four is not good. I will give you that. It is a bad villain, but, you know, season four is the season where they had to sort of rewrite and change a lot of things because the person who was going to be the main villain left, which must be super annoying for them, because it's like, you've got to rewrite, you know, half a season's worth, at least, of scripts. And that's just going to be difficult to do. So, yeah. But I still think season four is really good. has some has my personal favourite episode of the entire series. And some of just the best episodes of the show in general. Season five... Is a good season, has one of the best finale episodes, honestly. There's. It's just. Like, the final episode of season five is outstanding. Like, I think. I would be surprised if there's anybody who doesn't like the season five finale. Season 6, probably my second least favourite season. I I, uh, I think I had it as my least favourite, but I think season 1 is definitely worse. Uh, Season 6 is just a very dark season in terms of just story and that kind of stuff. And while I'm not necessarily against that, it feels like a bit of a too drastic tone shift. And I really don't like some of it. I, l- I do think there's some good episodes in that, like once more with feeling, Tabula Rasa, the season finale, Grave is perhaps the best one I would argue, and yeah, it's just a really good season. Well, it's a it's a it's a mixed season with some really high highs and some low lows, and then season seven, good season. I would need to re-watch it, uh, as has two of my favourite episodes, Episode 7 and Episode 22, the final episode, uh, in my Top 10, which I'll go through in a minute, and there's some very good stuff with it, there's some really good, interesting stuff they do with the characters, and it's just good, it's sort of like mid-tier Buffy. Now the villains, I'm just sort of gonna go through these, so the main villain of Season 1, a lot of fun, very campy and over the top but that's fine i think it works for the season and he is a very good villain for the few episodes he's in season 2 some of the best characters introduced in season 2 absolutely brilliant the the sort of dynamic the two the characters play off each other are is all outstanding and i'm i'm trying to be sort of blasé about the villain or villains cuz i think it's kind of in i i because there's a possibility maybe you haven't watched it, and you somehow haven't really gathered the spoilers I've given yet, so I'm going to try and be blase with it. Season 3, the best one, in my opinion, an absolute delight of a character, one of my favourite villainous characters, just in television in general, like, honestly, they are just so, so much fun, and it's and they are just really, really great. It's yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun, honestly. It's it genuinely is insane like how amazingly fun that character is and, and the dynamic they play off with the other characters is also great. Season four. I don't really have much to say on the season four big bad because they're not in it. Well, because it was a change halfway through, so the main villain was only in, like, half the season, and they're just fine. They're just fine. Season five, though. Woo! Man, season five, big bad, is unbelievable. Probably my second favorite behind season three. Just so much fun. Just such a fun character that sort of adds a, a bit of delight every time they're on screen just outstanding season six is very much a massive departure from season five because of sort of the length they go to to make season five's villain more threatening well like the most argue i mean i would argue season five big bad is the most threatening villain on buffy just in general absolutely And season six is decent, but very much feels a lot more flat and sort of muted in comparison. And then we've got season seven, which season seven is an interesting one because it's kind of sort of a wrap up. It sort of sort of brings together a lot of stuff from every prior season. So I don't really have much to say other than a, a decent villain and definitely is a very big threat to Buffy and friends. So I'm going to rate, so now I'm going to rate just the big bads, and then the seasons, and then I'm going to give my overall rating, and that'll be it for this episode. So, uh, so the big bad villains, so, ranking them from worst to best, well, weakest to best. Worst implies there's a bad one. There's no bad ones, they're just weaker. So, here's how I'm rating them. Season four, big bad. Season six, big bad. Season seven, big Big Bad, Season 1 Big Bad, Season 2 Big Bad, Season 5 Big Bad, and Season 3 Big Bad. I think that's it. Yeah, and then to rank the seasons, Season 1, Season 6, Season 5? No, Season 7, Season 5, Season 2, Season 4, Season 3. That's my full rankings right there for each of those seasons. And now my overall opinion of the show yeah i am pretty much fawned over how great the show is for half an hour now and it is one of my all-time all-time favorite shows if you haven't watched it i highly highly recommend you go watch it it is absolutely outstanding you will not regret your decision and i'm giving buffy the vampire slayer the tv series a 10 out of 10 and for comparisons, I gave the movie a 4 out of 10. So there's a very big leap in quality. So that is all for this week's episode of of the movies with William Fletcher. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you want me to do sort of more TV shows slash movies in the future. And that is pretty much it for this week's episode. And I will see all of you guys in the next one.